You are listening to the Cattle Call Podcast. This is the place where computer-aided design and drafting meets humor and practicality, with a touch of business acumen thrown in for fun. Jim and Rocco, the owners of Zentech Consultants, the premier U.S. technology consulting firm for architecture, engineering, construction, and manufacturing, discuss the fascinating world of CAD with some humor and some honesty. The Cattle Call Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Cattle Call Podcast with Jim and Rocco from Zentech Consultants. I am Jim. And I'm Rocco. He is indeed. I don't like to be confused as Rocco. So uh, so today, right, we're, we're talking about uh, software resellers versus technology consultants and what is the actual difference. Um, so yeah, today's podcast isn't just about the CAD world. You know, we, we do try to mix things up now and again, after all. Um, so today, like I said, we're talking about the difference between what is a software reseller and what is a technology consultant. And they're both, um, <laughs> they're, they're, they're both people that we deal with on, on a regular basis in, in the CAD and the design world. Um, you know, and, and to be fair, right, there is a bit of overlap between the two concepts, but there are distinct differences as well. Um, you know, the truth of it is there are a lot of software resellers out there who claim to be consultants, you know, when they're really not, which muddies the waters even more. And it makes, you know, actual tech consultants, you know, kind of like Rocco and I, uh, it makes us completely crazy. Um, so since today's topic does makes well, you crazy, well, I was crazy to begin with, but this doesn't help. It's not making me better. <laughs> <laughs> and then again, what could make me better? I don't know. Bourbon that might help. Uh, <laughs> But you keep yelling at me. Apparently, that's not allowed for lunch. Who knew? So, it's um, in the handbook. It's no in the handbook. It. I have to read the handbook. Should have done that. So, um, yeah. So, all right, Rocco. So, since today's uh, topic, it does dwell more in the management uh, space rather than the tech side, right? I'm going to shift a lot of what we're talking about over to you for a change. Yep, I know. Everybody's shocked. I'm, I'm actually going to let Rocco take the lead and do most of the talking today for once. Okay. So, all right, partner. So this is your show today. So to start off, give us all some definitions. What exactly is a software reseller? You know, what do they sell and how do they work? And, and what are the positives and the negatives of working with one? Hold on. I just fell off my chair. I just got to get back in there. You <laughs> s- <laughs> hey, listen, I let you talk sometimes. <laughs> it's not my fault. My wife asked me to keep you quiet. She says you talk way too much at home. <laughs> Uh, so what is a software reseller? I mean, it's basically what it's basically in its name, right? I mean, a software reseller is, is somebody who sells software. I mean, they, they, they sell software and they're, and they're given, you know, they're given quotas, um, through the, the company that they, that they ultimately sell for, um, and they make a margin, you know, it, it depends on the product and the company that you're, you're talking about. Um, but you know, there could be anywhere from say 10 to, to 15% margin, um, depending upon what you're doing. So, you know, their, their ultimate goal while, while they're backed by, um, they're backed by the lead company that they sell for, uh, in terms of, uh, of the training that they get, uh, their ultimate goal is to sell software. Uh, and, and that that's prob- primarily the, the leading factor, the leading point in what they do is sell software. Uh, you know, my past experience, and I, 
been around for a while. Um, yeah, a long while. <laughs> the, the, the secondary uh, factor are the, the, the training and related services. So you, you'll have sales engineers, for example. You'll have sales folks, and then you'll have sales engineers who will actually show the, the technology and, uh, and, and help with the sales process. But their ultimate goal is to sell, to sell seats, to get uh, um, to to make those margins to help okay. the the ultimate mothership. Okay, so so let me ask this because I noticed a couple of things, right? things that I, I that click in my brain because, like you said, we you and I have been doing this for far too long, all right? But a couple of things I just want to clarify. So why are they a software reseller and not just a software seller? What is the difference? Well, they 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 re they resell the software so it is if you were to go and buy the software uh you're, you're working through the reseller um and and the core difference is, is that they have the the internal uh skill set who understands uh the software and they're able to to help you purchase yeah i i guess the the point that i was trying to, to get with the question is that the um you know a, a software reseller does not work directly for the software developer, right? So in other words, if you know, you're know you selling you know, right. Microsoft or Autodesk or any of those product lines, you don't work for that company, right? These are smaller third-party intermediaries, right? They, they, they get their licenses from the big software developers, right? And then they're gonna add, you know, uh, uh, like you said, uh, which was my next question, right? You kept referring to a margin and I'm gonna ask you to explain what that is in a minute. Right? But you know they they don't work directly for those companies, so they are entirely about you know making a, a short term profit because that's literally the only income that they have, right? And that income is is in what we call a margin, right? And and if you explain to folks what a margin is, a margin is a percentage of uh, of a sale. So if you sell a software package for three thousand dollars. Uh, for example, you're you're going to get a percentage of that. So it, it could be anywhere from, like I said, ten to fifteen, uh, ten to fifty percent right. uh, of that is 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 yours to keep, or is, it's you know goes towards the the reseller partner. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. That's it. So it's it's really like a, a discount, right? So whatever whatever the the software reseller is charging you, right? They are you know taking whatever you pay, sending that minus their margin to the actual software developer. So they get a very small percentage. So they need to sell a lot of software in order to make it feasible for them to stay in business. Right? Exactly. So that's why it's so important for them. I mean, it's, you know, listen, not that it's, it, you know, don't don't misunderstand. I don't think anybody's saying software resellers are bad. We, we're software resellers at some level, right? We do, we do resell some software packages here. Um, and we've done that for many, many years and you can make some money at it, but it's a lot about sales and selling as much as you can. It's definitely a quantity over quality type of, of business model. Okay. Yeah, and not not to get into the uh, you know too much uh, history here, but you know a lot has changed over the years. Um, what a lot of these software uh, companies have done is is they they, they brought in uh, a distributor, an intermediate distributor, um, so that now you're as as a reseller now you're not purchasing directly from a company like Autodesk, for example. You're working through a distribution channel, um, somebody like a Tech Data or, or an Ingram Micro, for example. Um, whereas the old days, you used to buy direct. Mm -hmm. So th th there's a little, there's a, a, an extra layer of complexity uh, now, and a lot of 
a lot of these companies have 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 done made these changes for a variety of reasons, partially to to eliminate their risk, partially to so that they're able to focus most heavily on the development of of the software packages themselves. Right. And I think you know that that intermediary, right? Like you said, that that supplier, so to speak, they they are taking a bite out of the pie as well. Sure. And and you know that the software developers aren't taking a cut; they're still getting their full amount. And 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 you know that that uh, intermediate developer or distributor, they're taking their end out of the software reseller's piece of the pie. You know, so where you used to make you know twenty or thirty percent margin. Now you're only making you know ten or fifteen, so it's it's really become an uber competitive place where where you know they really have to hustle to survive. So, all right. So okay. Um, so so really that that tells us I think uh, you know a good idea about one half of of our topic today. All right. Um, so let's talk about the other side, right? The technology consultants. Um, so what what do these guys do that a software reseller doesn't, and why is it better or worse to work with uh, a technology consultant. Well, the 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 tech consultant is is really an expert in in the software. I mean, they they, they live and breathe the within these software solutions. Um, their interest is not around pushing seats, pushing the the, the software. It, their their interest is around getting customers to um, to to utilize, to understand, to make best use of. Uh, of the of the technology mm-hmm. and you know I, I think that the the advantage of working with a technical consultant um, is that their their interest is in, is exactly that in getting you to more effectively use the software it's not buy more more licenses it's not upgrade to a higher level version of the product it's use what you have on on your table right now uh, on, on your desktop right now. Right. Yeah, I think it's an excellent point. I mean, and, and I think that is the key difference. Um, you know, listen, I'll say I've, I've, I've always been kind of a technology consultant. So always where I've, I fit into this niche, it's what, even what I do mostly here at Centech. And I think the, the, the key difference to my mind has always been that, you know, like I said, a software reseller, they work primarily for the software developer. You know what I mean? They're, they're selling that product. Whereas a technology consultant works for you. You're hiring a consultant to optimize your processes and your day-to-day workflow and make things go better for you. So I think the technology consultant has to look at it. You know, we don't care on the tech side what software you're using or which version, like Rocco was saying. You know, it's it's all about making sure that you, the paying client, right? You're you're hiring me to make your life easier. I have to make your life easier. So my focus is on, you know, working for you and not telling you, hey, that software is great for you, whether it is or not. You know, it, it's simply, I, I have no problem at all. I tell people constantly, yeah, you really should dump like three or four of these software packages and save yourself some time, money, and aggravation, you know? So I think that is the, the big difference uh, between the two. I, I would absolutely agree with that. Um, so, so Rocco, what do you think? Do, do, do most of the folks that we deal with here at Zentech understand the difference, uh, you know, between a, a reseller and a technology consultant? And, you know, do they know why it's important for them to choose the right option for their company? Or, you know, do you find that, that people tend to work with whoever their traditional reseller partner is, right? And, and, and have to be actively convinced to try something new with a, with a technology consultant? Well, I, I think it's 
the response is kind of all over the map. You know, it depends on on who you're dealing with and what you're working with. You know, at, at, within larger companies, there's 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 folks that have contracts in place, and and so it's hard to it's hard to make the change. But do they understand? I think once they start digging, uh, once they start doing some researching and, and and talking to folks like us, they they learn the difference. You know, like you said, we're not. If somebody picks up the phone and 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 wants to have a conversation with us, we're not pushing them to to upgrade. We're not pushing them to buy additional software. We're looking at it from the aspect of, or from the angle of what, how, how are you utilizing the software today? What do you want to be able to do with it? Okay. So that, that's that's pretty much what I see. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. I agree with that. I think that's that's about what I see as well. Okay. So I think we're going to take a break here. All right. And, uh, you know, when we come back, we're going to talk about some of the maths on, on the software reseller and technical consultant industry. All right. And Rocco is going to give us some of the, the best practice tips on how to work with each type of consultant and how to get the most out of your experience. All right, folks, we'll be back in just a minute to more of the Cattle Call Podcast. All right, everybody. Today's Cattle Call was brought to you courtesy of Zentech Consultants. That's Rocco and I. Uh, Zentech Consultants works with design and manufacturing firms to help our clients purchase and implement the software that they need in these complex industries. Uh, we provide a single point of contact for clients to buy, develop, and learn the most vital software systems for your specific needs. Uh, Zentech strives to be your trusted technology partner from your initial needs all the way through long-term support and training for your entire staff. So Rocco, why don't you tell them how to reach out to Zentech? All right, yeah, you can reach out to us through zentechconsultants.net. You can email us at sales at zentechconsultants.net. Or you can even call us, 866-824-4459. Excellent. We look forward to hearing from you all. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Cattle Call Podcast. And today we're talking about the differences between uh, resellers and consultants on the technology side of our industry. Okay, and and. I am letting Rocco take the lead on the session, so he's doing most of the talking, but I did do the research on the maths for today's uh, web topic, okay? So uh, a little research from uh, you know Tech Target, Statista, and a little bit from Grandview Research here today. Um, so you can throw some numbers at you. So number one, Rocco, software vendors, like, and you actually said this earlier, make between 10 and 50% profit on each seat sold. Uh, though, honestly, we know nowadays it is closer to 10. <laughs> um, so enterprise level software, that's you know big company-wide distributed software that everybody has to use. Right? That's a $426 billion a year industry here in the US. That's a, that's a nice number. I'd like to have those numbers. That's a lot of potatoes. It is a lot of potatoes, man. Um, application software, right? Those are more individual install programs for things you know, like CAD and so on, stuff that's installed locally for specific people. Um, that is a $210.4 billion in the U.S. every year. Not bad numbers, all right? So here's an interesting one. It's one that I think you need to keep in mind, Rocco, since you do you know, a lot of our sales stuff. Uh, 85% of all software sales this year, no one who bought the software ever spoke to a human salesperson. They just hmm. bought it strictly online through research. Nobody ever talked to anybody at those companies, okay? or they just renewed with their software reseller, right? So let's look at the technology consulting side. So technology consulting industry, 
uh, is a hundred and fifty seven point two six billion with a B dollars this year in the US okay uh, so it, it's it's about half the size of the software reseller side okay um, now there are over 2.1 million technology consultants currently working in the US okay? pretty big field uh, 20% of those technology consultants are just self-employed individuals. They're one-man shops who just focus on, on you know, a, a tight area where they're experts. Okay? Right? And 67% of the technology consultants are small to medium-sized businesses. That means that they are small companies like Zentech where we have under 50 employees. Right? We, we, we handle a lot of pretty much most of the technology falls into that range. Okay? Um, so here, here's a, the, the big number, and I think where you really start to differentiate between the two is that 92% of technology consultants have hands-on practical experience in their field, meaning that if you're a civil, you know, you're working in civil technology or architectural technology, you've actually worked in those industries. It's a big part of, uh, you know, what you do as, as a technology consultant. All right, so, Rob, I'm going to pass this back to you then, right? So, you know, these are interesting stats. Um, but let's get into into the details of today's topic, right? You know, kind of with, with those stats in mind. Um, you know, what we want to leave li the listeners with today is an idea of how to choose the right consultant for their specific needs, right? So what type of companies do you think uh, does best working with traditional software resellers? I... I think that the type of company that does best is, is the one that, that knows exactly what um, what solution they, they need and, and that, that they want to buy the software. I mean, their, their focus is on, is on just upgrading, getting new licenses. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I'd probably say that that's, that's the case. Right. So, yeah, so you think like people who are, you know, you, you've got a, a, a very highly trained, you know, extensive background in, in the CAD field of, of whatever industry you're working in. Right? And you know that you guys know their stuff inside and out, that your systems work perfectly, you get things done fast, quickly. You, you really don't need consulting at that point, right? When, you, when you're 100% right. positive that, that the system you have in place works, right? Yeah, that, that makes sense, right? Then the only thing you need to do is, you know, what's new in the software? What are the new upgrades? What are the new tools? You know, so you can go to the software reseller and, and maybe even get a little, you know, a, a quick one hour training on like, hey, what's new in the new version? Show us what it does. Okay, cool. Now my guys know enough and are competent enough in their field to really just be able to push forward and work with that without any kind of, you know, additional, uh, you know, I extensive consultation. So, okay. Yeah. All right. Um, so, all right. So then, Rock, you know, as, as you expect, all right, I don't doubt, I'm, I'm going to ask the same question on the other side. All right, what type of companies uh, do you think are, are best suited to working with technology consultants? Those that, to, to kind of go back to what I was saying in, in the first half, those that are, um, that, that realize that they have too much technology as it is and want to make better use of what they have on, on their desktop. Uh, those that are really looking for subject matter experts um, who not only understand the software, but also have those years of experience um, in, in, in the industry. You know, I, I think that that 92% that you mentioned earlier is, is, is key, right? You want to find folks who have the experience. Okay, makes sense. Um, 
you know, and, and like I said, I mean, I, I, I agree wholeheartedly, wholeheartedly with you there, you know, um, and, and I think it's really, really important to understand it. You know, I think one of the keys to what you said is that, you know, you, you can very often start with the idea of eliminating technology, right? And, and you know, like I said, I, I think one of the problems and why we kind of brought up and we want to talk about this topic today is that, at least in my mind, right, there are so many people over the years who have been working strictly with software resellers. And that answer is, oh, you have a problem, here's a new more software. Oh, you have another issue, buy this software to fix that problem. Oh, those two softwares didn't work, I have a third software that'll tie into those that'll fix the problems from the first two. You know, it's just you keep piling things on top of each other. And I think a lot of it is is just, it's overkill. You know, and I think a great place to start with a technology consultant is if you're looking at your processes and things are taking too long and everybody's complaining about how difficult it is to get things done and they, they hate the software and they're always, you know, behind on jobs and there are always problems and something that you like, hey, this should be a simple change. Everybody's like, wow, it's not that simple because I got to go here and do this. Then I got to go run that program and do that. You know, when you get into that type of a situation, that's where you can look at your your internal workflow and say, look, I don't need to talk to my software reseller because they're just going to give me more software, which is just exacerbating the problem. What I need is a tech consultant who's going to come in and tell me, okay, look, this one software will handle what those three are doing, eliminate those three, save yourself a ton of money, and we will work with you to configure this one software and train your people on how to use it faster, quicker, and better. And I think that's that's really the big key. So I think you hit it absolutely on the head. Uh, you know, in, in, in the process of elimination kind of style. Mm-hmm. So, um, all right. So let, let, let's talk then in terms of real world process. Um, you know, what, what kind of steps can people expect to go through, uh, you know, when they're trying to get a tech consultant engaged on, on resolving, a, you know, either a specific project or a specific process internally. All right. You know, what, what's the procedure we usually will take our clients through here at Zentech? Yeah, well, on an initial call, um, it's 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 really starting to get a, an assessment for for what it is that their challenges are. What do they want to be able to do? Um, you know, here at Zentech, we'll we'll actually schedule uh, after a preliminary call. Preliminary call, we'll actually schedule a needs assessment. So let's let's open up the hood a little bit. Let's uh, let's take a look at what you guys have set up. Let's talk about. Uh, where you want to go, what your what your core issues are, what your needs are, um, and and from there, uh, once we take a look at your your setup, uh, we'll work with you to to put together a formal statement of work, um, and and w- with options, right? I mean, we're not out to we're not out to to put a, a, a you know a three hundred thousand uh, dollar service job in front of you. We want to make sure that you're comfortable uh, with 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 the steps that you're, that you're looking to take. So take baby steps. Let's, uh, let's, let's work with one another one step at a time and, and grow from there. That's basically our approach here at Zentech. But to be fair, I mean, if they want to spend $300,000, I won't say no. I will, you know, <laughs> I'm just saying I'm okay with that too. Sure. <laughs> but no, I, I, again, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Right. And it's a way, you know, when you're dealing with, with a technology consultant, you know, it really is about, uh, you know, spending the time to learn what your current processes are. And, and again, it's, it's, it's about doing everything from setting up standards, 
understanding your internal workflow processes, right? Where did your documents and your designs live? Where do they move? Who has to approve? Who has to sign? Who has to review? And how do you, you know, handle the communication and, and, and flow of the data within the company, right? And, you know, uh, even, even getting into, you know, eventually things like, you know, storage and, and cloud-based collaboration and so on. You know, that, that's really the process of a, of a technology consultant. Um, and, and yes, you're absolutely right, you know, that, that those projects can be and, and, and have the potential to, to be huge. Right? And I think that the best approach is exactly what you said, Rocco, which is not trying to bite it all off in, in one giant chunk, because right? then you just choke on it. It's about nibbling, right? So, okay, you know, you may, maybe it's going to be, you know, three or four years of small tiny projects, you know, a few thousand here, a few thousand there, doing what has to happen to, you know, optimize one thing at a time. I, I think that is a, a better approach uh, for most companies out there, right? I mean, listen, if you got a few million dollars sitting in the bank, you need to, that's burning a hole in your pocket, we'll take the 300 grand. But usually, you know, we, we, we tend to work a lot smaller than that. Um, okay. So, all right. So Rocco, you know, as, as best we can here, you know, when we're doing the podcast, we do try to separate from our business, right? But it, it does overlap, right? You know, at Zentech, uh, we use it like we have been just in, in the previous example, right? We, we use Zentech as a touchstone, just, you know, we know the details of how we handle things best, right, with our clients. So we can kind of share that with people. Um, so using Zentech as a touchstone again, right, with your experiences here, what are the key things that listeners should look for in a consultant? And I don't mean to, you know, shine us, oh, Zen, you know, deal with Zentech, but I mean, in general, right? What are the biggest warning signs you know, that consultants aren't what they claim to be or that they can't do what they're saying they can do. What, what, what are the important factors? Well, you, you gotta, you have to talk to them, right? I mean, get an idea for, for their, for their history. How long have they, how long have they been in the industry? Uh, what kind of customers do they work with? You know, if, if necessary, get references. Who have they worked with in the past? Um, you know, you, you generally get a good feeling from, from folks when, when you have a conversation with them and, and they tell you uh, about the kinds of, of, of jobs that they've done. Um, obviously, if you have references, you know, if you know who's worked with somebody, if you know that they've worked with somebody else in the past and they've done good work, well, it's, it's, it's a good sign. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And, and I also think going back to what you said earlier, right, I think that the, the, the scope of what they're trying to do up front, I think, is, is a big warning flag. Uh, honestly, you know, if, if you get a company and you haven't worked with them before and you really didn't know them and you're trying to, you know, s- suss out if they're the right consultant for you, I think if they're like, look, we can do this project and it's going to be this massive project and we're going to do one big project and we're going to charge you a million dollars. Yeah, huge red flag. Even if you can afford that kind of money, um, you know, I, I, I think that a company that's looking to do a number of smaller jobs is a smarter way to go because here, here's how I look at it. And this is what we do when we hire consultants and we work with consultants as well here. We, we bring in a lot of consultants to, to work with us, um, you know, on our company is that, you know, someone who comes in with a small project and, and, or, or takes a large project and says, look, let's break it down into four or five smaller bite-sized pieces. What that means is they're confident enough and they know that they're going to do a good enough job in the first piece that you're going to want to go to the second piece and the third piece and the fourth and so on. You know, and it, I don't know, to me, I just think of, of anybody who's willing to kind of, you know, risk and say, look, I'll just take less money and less time and a smaller job to show you 
that I really am as good as I tell you I am. That, that's kind of how I look at it here. And that's where you, when we're hiring consultants, that's always one of the things I look for. I like people who tell me, listen, man, hold on to your money. Let, let's do a smaller bite-sized program first. Then we'll add all the bells and whistles later. So that's that's my personal opinion. I always look at that as, as a big warning sign. So Yeah. All right. So I think with that, I'm, I'm going to let you off the hook of being our, our main speaker today. Did you have fun? No. I didn't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, but hey, look, I, I, I'm going to point out here that, that this is recorded and I have it on record that I am not the one who does all the talking around here. Just just most of it. Um, you know, I, I give Rocco your, his moments to shine. Um, you know, I mean, let's be honest, he doesn't shine as, as brightly as I do because, you know, oh, I'm amazing. Uh, but, you know, I, I give you your opportunity. Somebody save me. Somebody save me. You're no listening. one's saving you. You're doomed. You're my partner. You're stuck, <laughs> dude. <laughs> You're not getting out of this one. They're short of death. <laughs> so, all right. So I think we can wrap that up. And I think with that, folks, we are out of here. And we will catch you all on the next episode of the Cattle Call Podcast.